It's an amazing day to talk about security. Welcome to the Virtual CISO, your podcast for everything cybersecurity and privacy. Here we'll provide insights and guidance on how your organization can attain compliance and how to implement various security and privacy framework to enable your business processes. This podcast is hosted by Olivia, who is a security professional with over 15 years of experience in InfoSec audit and compliance. If you would like a personalized consultation, you can contact us using the details in the description and we will be happy to see how we can assist you in your compliance journey. Today's episode is quite different from our regular takes on frameworks. We will be talking about the vendor risk management or third-party risk management. The most prevalent question I hear a lot of organizations asking is, why is a third-party or vendor security review required, given it's burdensome and it hurts the compliance efforts? Stay with me as we take a deep dive into this topic. With innovations comes responsibilities. The increased use of cloud services by organizations and procurement of devices from different vendors has led to storage, processing, and transmitting of sensitive information among different parties. To manage this risk, implementation of security review and controls into contracting and procurement processes has now become a priority. Organizations should ensure that security reviews are conducted and vendors have the right security controls in place both during the initial vendor selection and evaluation process and as part of ongoing vendor governance reviews. First of all, let's define what a third party or vendor security review is. A vendor or third-party security review helps protect an organization in its contracting with a third-party or vendor and should be carried out from a risk management perspective. More than ever, businesses have relationships with third parties and vendors based on outsourcing of part of their business to another firm that have the core competencies to deliver the same service cheaper or even better than the organization using up their resources at a more costly price. A typical example of this would be a payroll. Most companies outsource their payroll function to a third party, which involves a payroll company accessing your organization employee data to process monthly payroll. Sometimes, this personal data includes sensitive information. Also, these companies will have to integrate with your organization network and systems to gather the data required. Now, this is when the third party review is required. Your organization may have the world-class security controls and best frameworks implemented, but a breach from a third party can nullify all this effort that you've put in. So whenever you decide to do business with a third party, you must ensure that they are held to the same security posture as your organization. Because if a vendor or a third party fail to comply to certain security standards, this can introduce threats to your organization. So now the next logical question is, how does a third party or vendor security review works? Think of this as an investigation into the security posture of the vendor you're trying to work with. You're essentially evaluating the risk that a new relationship could introduce to your organization and seeing the controls already in place at the vendors to mitigate those risks. Some organizations have an entire department dedicated to the conducting third-party security review before any vendor is onboarded or yearly assessment of the existing vendor's security posture given the ever-changing risk that could impact your business environment. Now let's talk about how to conduct a security review. Reviews are tailored based on the services provided by the vendor. The first step to conducting a security review of a vendor is to have an understanding of the service that will be provided by the vendor, the data they would require access to, and the system they will have to integrate with to get those data. 
Once this has been established, a questionnaire that is tailored to the services being provided by the vendor should be sent. Example of such questionnaires could be KEG, SIG, you have SIG lights, you have um, KEG lights as well, and other questionnaires, industry leading questionnaires. After that, here are the questions that should be considered as part of the security review. You want to understand what type of sensitive information are stored, processed, or transmitted by the vendor. Then you want to understand what controls are in place to protect the organization information. Here you also want to review attestation reports, you want to look at the pen test reports, you want to look at vulnerability scanning reports if they have any. Also, you want to understand how the organization information is segregated from that of other clients. If there are a SaaS vendor, like using a cloud service provider, you want to learn more about the activities of the cloud service provider. You want to know how the activities of this cloud service provider is monitored and if the vendor holds them to the same security posture. If an encryption is used as a security control, you want to know the kind of encryption algorithm and the key length that is used and how is key management handled. Here you also want to know whether the um, the vendor is using the latest version of TLS or AES or other form of encryption depending on with the services you're procuring from them. Um, also, you want to know the type of security audit the vendor perform and what access does the client have to those audits. Here is where you talk about attestation report like SOC2. Um, you want to know if they do ISO 27001. You want to check and see if there are any exceptions. If there are exceptions, how were they handled? Were they remediated? These are the kind of questions that should be coming up. Also, you want to know whether those exceptions are reoccurring. Maybe they happened in the past year and they're happening again. You want to understand the reason behind that if that's the case. Moving on, you want to understand if the vendor relies on any third party to store, process, or transmit data. Here you will be nailing down how do the provisions of your contract related to security extend to those third parties. Basically, what you're trying to do here is you're trying to get the vendor to hold their own sub-processor to the same security by you're holding them to. The next question is you want to understand where would the data storage, processing, and transmission take place? If it is outside the home country or region of your organization or even that of the vendor, you want to understand the implications to data being shared. For example, you want to check if that region has made certain adequacy decisions for data transfer or if derogations are in place and if there are effective security controls in place at that region to ensure data protection. In terms of incidents response, you want to understand what is the vendor's incident response process Process. When will the organization be notified of potential security breaches? All these have to be called out in the contract. Lastly, you want to look at the provisions that are in place to ensure the ongoing integrity, availability, and um, confidentiality of the organization's data. It is important to know that this is not an exhaustive list of questions, but vital questions to be included in your review. These are some of the major concerns your organization should evaluate when working with a vendor or a third party. The security review can also be tailored to the scope of the review to address specific concerns of your organization, the type of services provided by the vendor, the connection to your internal network, and the information shared with the vendor. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode, and I hope I've provided some insight into vendor risk and third-party risk management. As usual, security should never be an afterthought, and let's ensure that it's baked into our business processes and environment. Thanks again, and I shall speak to you on the next episode of The Virtual CISO. Bye.